0: GBC podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott, and we're live every day on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television from one to two. It's a slightly longer podcast today as we were joined in the studio by the Chief Minister Fabian Picardo. Answered your calls and questions. We covered many topics, including housing, the airport tunnel, and policing. Direct democracy on Radio Gibraltar. Right, good afternoon, and thank you if you've sent in a question for the Chief Minister Fabian Picardo, who joins me in the studio now. And let's um, dive straight in and uh, hear our first question from listener Marie Carmen. And if I can ask you, Chief Minister, to put on your earphones so that you can uh, hear what Marie Carmen has to say. What's the state of play with the Widows and Orphans Fund? Mr. Picardo. So, thank you,
1: Manny The The government gave a commitment that we would bring back the widows and orphans' uh, obligations, rights that uh, some pensioners had foregone. We opened the window for that on uh, three separate occasions. People who wanted to were able to subscribe, um, and some were able to therefore come back into the fund. Uh, I don't believe that we envisage opening the fund again because we we did it originally as we committed to do, then we did it again and for a third time. But if uh, Malik Alman wants to write to me and explain the circumstances to me, I will, of course, happily look at those, uh, those issues.
0: Uh, this one from um, uh, uh, Andrew is on... Uh, sorry, I've lost my place here. Uh, William uh, is asking about housing developments. Uh, he says, um, Why roll out so many at the same time? Bob Belisa, Chatham, Hassan, Centenary Terraces... That's before the last election when four years later only one has been half done. The other two are in the very early stages of starting. Should the announcement and rollout... Uh, have been staggered to give a chance to other generations to apply, for example, young people who are returning from university now. Was it an election-motivated promise? Not at all. That is a very cynical and uh, unfortunate way of looking
1: at it. In fact, we wanted to have done all of those projects already and we wanted them all to have been completed for the generation that needed them. In fact, we're delayed. I've written today to the purchasers of uh, Chatham and Bob Belisa to explain the exact state of play and when the uh Contracts are going to be granted for development at uh, Chatham. They have been agreed. There's a preferred bidder. We're just finalizing the negotiation. We expect they'll be able to start construction within weeks. And at uh, Bob Belisa, the demolition is going to be finished by the end of May of one part of the uh, former power station. And they'll be able to start building by then because there will be a contractor before uh, the end of this month. Um, And we calculate that you need about 200 properties a year in order to stay ahead of the need for property in Gibraltar. And what we were trying to do before the last election was ensure that we stayed ahead of that curve. We'll have to announce new projects uh, going forward. These are essential ways in which we build a Gibraltarian families and give Gibraltarians the ability to be able to establish their homes on the rock so far from being an election gimmick this is the right thing to do and I remain committed to it you launched straight into the first question I wanted to start by congratulating you on your fantastic oh. program um,
0: I think people are loving it Um, and it's a pleasure to do Direct
1: Democracy as part of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chief Minister. Uh, So today's questions are largely from uh, you, the public, our our listeners and viewers. Uh, We've got a concerned mother who called in and said uh, there seem to be a lot of big bills going on, but the little things seem to be forgotten. Things like ensuring that all areas are wheelchair and pram accessible. There are many places which are impossible to get to um, as there are no ramps. Um, Fixing the outdoor lifts, such as the one at Campion Park and Commonwealth Park, as soon as they are flagged up as broken and not left broken Um, they are left broken for weeks and months she says uh, ensuring parks are safe and clean for children as there are many parks which are neglected and may even be dangerous for young children. Have any uh, plans been put in place to address these maintenance issues Chief Minister? So so I think it's absolutely right that that
1: that issue should be raised. I have young children as well I have the same concerns. With the parks there is a maintenance programme in many instances when I go to the parks with my children like any other parent I'm photographing the problems and sending them to the people who are in charge of maintenance if people find problems it's they a, should, should the
0: government should, isn't it at all So is it, is it, isn't it the government or the sports actually, and
1: leisure authority or? well actually it's a combination of all of those the government through the sports and leisure authorities has a contract with the gjbs for them to be doing the maintenance now in many instances when i get in touch with everybody in that chain as a parent i'm told yes we're aware it was reported three weeks ago we've asked for the crumb in that colour, we've asked for, you know, we've ordered this, and it's coming our way. When it comes to lifts, for example, whenever it's brought to my attention, the lift has been uh, not un- not repaired for more than a couple of days, and I follow that up with the relevant lift company. I'm told, yes, we understand there is this part. It's coming from Madrid. It arrives on this day. It'll be installed on that day. So very often, it's just impossible to hold stock of everything in Gibraltar that we need. But it's absolutely right that people should be saying these things, especially the accessibility issues and the ramps. If there are issues, please don't think that we're looking at what's happening on social media. We can't. And social media these days, there is so much on it that is not credible, etc. Send to the government through our email addresses the areas where you say you need a ramp so that we can attend to it. The areas where you say there's an issue with maintenance so we can attend to it. Do not believe that we're going to be reading what's on Speak Freely or whatever other particular channel. Um, And if you want a result get in touch with us directly.
0: Okay, lots of uh, comments and questions on um, on the airport tunnel that you told Parliament yesterday would be open by the end of this month. Priscilla asks if you want to go to the supermarket that's next to the airport, do you have to go through the tunnel? Um, and she also asks will there be a congestion charge in the summer when everyone's going to the beach? And perhaps you can address uh, the uh, photograph which has been doing the rounds on social media uh, with a toll. Um, The chutzpah chutzpah that I referred to yesterday on my Twitter and Facebook feed that somebody had put
1: up, and couldn't even spell Gibraltar, um, suggesting we're going to put a toll not on my watch. There will not be a toll for the tunnel. Um, I think it's important that people understand that if we were to add a toll for the tunnel, we would be inviting Spain to add a toll to us in the Alejandro Sanchez style, which we had to fight uh, at the time that he was mayor of La Linea. Uh, You will have to go through the tunnel to get to the... ...areas north of the runway, but I have been able to negotiate with the MOD that we will be able to keep having uh, pedestrians and uh, bicycles and scooters crossing the runway. That wasn't the case before, and we've, we've had a good negotiation with the MOD so you'll be able to continue to walk across the runway I expect that will be finalized very soon um, I didn't announce the opening of the tunnel on the 31st of March in Parliament yesterday I announced it on direct democracy mm. uh, sometime late last year when I said it would be open before yeah. the end of the first quarter I suppose of what year. it is
0: is because the deadline or the, the expected opening date has been moved forward on a number of occasions I suppose now that it's so close uh, to now that you're saying it's going to open in two weeks I suppose that feels more real uh, than it has previously but let me I, let me ask I you i <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, Um, uh, Mike, you've answered Michael's question about pedestrians, cyclists and e-scooters being able to cross uh, the runway. Uh, Steve says, when uh, people, when I tell people that a tunnel has taken over 16 years to build, they automatically think it's a tunnel across the strait, not 200 metres under the runway. Uh, Mr Marley says, me and the wife had uh, a walk down last week. We were shocked at Eastern Beach. Seems to be abandoned. Terrible for locals in the summer. Uh, We've got another comment here from um, uh, somebody who uses the initial E. At this point we might as well get rid of eastern beach uh, massive buildings on either side, in s- uh, on one side sorry um, I suppose actually on, on two sides of, of it, um, Hassan and, and Beachview terraces um, what is expected to be very busy traffic on the other that beach is dead according to this Twitter user. Okay, um, Can I come back pl- on those? Pl- please do. First of all you know, I'm, I'm very disappointed
1: it's taken 15 years to do this tunnel uh, but we have had to fight for the Gibraltar taxpayer. This has not been the government delaying it, this has been the contractor who in insisted on more than tripling the price no sooner had he been awarded the contract. That's why the GSD in government were in litigation with them and we pursued together with those who were involved for the GSD acting in Gibraltar's best interest the litigation to ensure that they have had to build it for the original uh, purchase price with the modifications that we have required afterwards. Uh, Eastern Beach is far from dead. Uh, Yes, there are works there now but those will be dealt with in good time for the opening of the bathing season and the road that comes to and from the tunnel does not go along Eastern Beach Road. It's a different road, so Eastern Beach will be more like it normally has been, despite this road. And the fact that it has buildings to the uh, to the uh, south, uh, which is San Centenary Terraces, and to its west, is not going to affect the enjoyment of the beach because all of those buildings have been designed not to give shade onto the beach. We've been very careful with the designs on that basis. And there are many great beaches in the world that are surrounded by some tall buildings. Um, Not least Miami Beach, for example.
0: Just to give you an idea of the extent of uh, uh, to which this has been a talking point um, uh, on our social media uh, uh, we've got Peter saying I'll believe it when it happens, Martin saying is this going to happen on the 1st of April uh, and Pete says uh, second Pete says uh, this is great news I'll probably add it to my round the rock walk every Sunday and Albert who uh, would appear is a, a nearby resident says mas, with the army of GJBS workers and machinery that's going twenty And we we have had some comments to that effect, Chief Minister, that Gibraltar is one um, continuous construction site. And for people, for example, in the Devil's Tower Road area, that can become quite difficult and and it erodes that quality of life to a certain extent.
1: So let's be very clear that uh, of course JBS are involved in doing a fantastic job because they're doing the final approach works and uh, what would you expect other than as many of them as are necessary in order to be able to deliver the result that we all say we want. And that is relevant to development, Jonathan, because when people say that they want homes for their children, when people say that they want Gibraltar's economy to be progressing uh, and that they want places where companies can come and invest Best in Gibraltar, we have to build them. And if we don't build them, and if we don't build them in an area which the GSD in its development plan of 2009 you know, set out for residential and high rise developments, where do we build them? So we have to understand that we cannot have everything in life. All the time. We all want Gibraltar's economic success. We all want to house Gibraltar's young people. And we want Gibraltar's housing problem to be fixed. That requires building. And if a politician tells you both that Gibraltar is going to do well economically, that he's going to give you the home that you need for yourself and for your family or for your children, and that there's going to be less development, you know that that politician has got
0: to be lying to you. So there's a price for everything, right, and a cost. And anybody who pretends otherwise is lying to you. Okay, um, Nathan asks, uh, John, uh, sorry, uh, yes, he says, John, can you ask if there will be a special road tax for heavy vehicles uh, before one development finishes? Uh, Le dan planning permission a tres mas. So planning permission is given for three more before one uh, major development is uh, completed. Roads need maintenance. Roads need maintenance. Roads are getting maintenance.
1: Um, reimposing road tax, I think, is not the way to go. We have to try and find other alternatives. Um, in particular, when it comes to heavy load vehicles, there are different taxes that apply. There are different charges that apply. The Development and Planning Commission is very careful about giving uh, planning permission. Indeed, a lot of things go through the DPC that are, uh, find themselves with... Uh, Conditions imposed before they can break ground etc developments are good for gibraltar let us not get ourselves into the frame of mind that we want to stop development in gibraltar because what we're going to do if we do that is we're going to ruin gibraltar
0: direct democracy on radio gibraltar we've got um anna who had this uh, that she wanted to put to the chief minister uh, could you ask the chief
1: minister that if there are any plans for some houses for letting, like for children who cannot afford to buy because both wages are not compatible for a mortgage. Is there any renting houses going to be available?
0: Thank you, Anna. Let's put that to the Chief Minister. And we've got lots of uh, questions, Chief Minister, so if we can try and deal with them fairly quickly. So the answer to, to Anna is yes.
1: Part of the programme that we are developing is to ensure that we... Uh, provide more of the housing rental stock that we have for those who are unable to buy by building for sale and by building for elderly as well so that we take elderly couples who are taking large uh, government rental properties and put them into pensioner flats which people want and are looking forward to and that releases the uh, the rental uh, stock for, for
0: them. Okay, we've got another question on housing this time from um, Marie. So let's hear what uh, what her question is.
1: With regards to development in Gibraltar, there's been a lot of um, building on residential buildings that seem to be
0: like housing for more wealthier paid residents of Gibraltar I'm just wondering when is there going to be more development of more affordable housing realistic housing for people who get a normal pay plan seeing as there is a cost of living crisis at the moment so people are finding it difficult chief minister things are more expensive and and uh, Marie wants to know if if there are going to be uh, cheaper options for housing Yes, I, I believe that in the time that
1: we've been in office, there's been more housing developed at an affordable level than there has been at a high-end level, but I believe there is a need for further affordable housing developments to be developed, and we're looking to see how quickly we can announce those. Um, it's a, a process which is not easy because you have to find in Gibraltar the land, and you also have to find the opportunity of being able to finance that, so we have to finish the projects that we have on now. The east side development will provide more of the uh, affordable uh, homes as well as part of the uh, developments a hundred extra ones going there which will come on stream for sale as well and we are looking at other opportunities of doing that I fully sympathize and I fully agree.
0: Okay, let's go to a, a question here from James, uh, which is submitted via email, direct.democracy at gbc.gi. Uh, why isn't the government constructing government flats? Because the so-called affordable housing is too expensive. We see many people having to rent in Spain and suffer long queues as a result of this. You've, you've covered the point other than uh, people living in Spain, Chief Minister. Yes, I fully, I fully appreciate that people are having to be displaced whilst we catch up with our
1: affordable housing plan. And you know that those plans also include at Chatham and at Bob Belisa, the erection of two new uh, facilities for pensioners, which will relieve um, those who need to come into Gibraltar to uh, take a government tendency if they're entitled to it.
0: Josephine uh, asks on the on the on this um, you know cost-of-living crisis, everybody's feeling the pinch, does the government, well, she doesn't say does, she says, when does the government intend to pay the yearly cost-of-living increase, which we are now going uh, on four years without? Well, the yearly cost of living increase has been paid
1: um, to uh, those who are on disability benefits, to those who are on uh, pensions, to those who are on government occupational pensions. We have not been able to give an across-the-board pay rise for the reasons that I've explained. Um, And I've explained that that is the cost of COVID. It has battered the Gibraltar public finances in exactly the same way as it's battered the public finances of the rest of the world. I've set up a forum now with Unite, uh, the GGCA, and other Gibraltar unions who have public sector employees to discuss with them how we will deal with this issue in the run-up to the next budget. It's one thing to give pay rises, as we have done every single year since I was elected, when you have a surplus. It's quite another to borrow more when you have a deficit to give a pay rise.
0: Okay, a question from Richard. Why is the housing list taking so long? I've been waiting for too long, says Richard. This remains unresolved. There are clearly government housing flats. Why aren't these being allocated?
1: Well, some of the flats which are empty and are government tenancies, ostensibly, are actually not empty. And and Richard needs to know that the former administration sold those flats as post-war flats. They are now owned by the people who had them, the families of the people who had them, and we cannot allocate them. Um, That's why we're against the policy that the GSD introduced of selling those flats. Where we have a flat, we turn it around very quickly and we make it available to those uh, who need it for rental. And by building more, as we're going to do for rental, for the elderly, we will have more of those houses available that we can let to those who need them.
0: Okay, Laurie-Anne asks anne um, It's well, she says, it's taken too long to build the three government developments. How long will it take to build uh, the ones that are remaining? Private developments are shooting up. Sales of flats in the open market are extortionate, she says. Uh, she can't afford uh, a flat for over £300,000. She's depending on a 50-50, uh, 50-50 housing option. Yet, she says, she hasn't been called, whereas others her age and some even younger have been called, she asks. Perhaps rhetorically, what chance does she stand?
1: She stands a very good chance because she's got the government that has developed most affordable housing in the. Political history of Gibraltar. A lot of people will find that their homes are going to finally be delivered to them this summer when we have the first stage of Hassan Centenary Terraces. And in the next uh, 24 to 36 months, all of these projects will be completed. They are delayed. I know that it's easy to take a pot shot at the politician who said that something was going to be done by a particular time. But look, let's be realistic. Let's be honest with each other. Not just the politician being honest, but the person who is asking themselves what's going on has to be honest and understand the international context if we were building those blocks with no care to the cost of course we could have had them shoot up and then we would have got in contact with those who had bought off plan and said your price has gone up if you want to complete we're going to actually absorb the additional cost we're going to ensure that the plans are delivered as soon as possible and we're going to put in place new plans for more affordable homes
0: we can't do more than that okay Andrew asks about um, the long-term plan in respect of providing healthcare and also schooling. Uh, He says, given the number of developments that are going up in Gibraltar and potentially the increase in the size of our population, which the census which was recently... Uh, carried out might confirm uh, in the coming months. He says new developments contribute handsomely in the short to medium term but uh, what about the long-term costs such as subsidizing electricity, subsidizing water, increased road use, cleaning costs, are all these being factored in? A question from Andrew.
1: So my answer to Andrew is that he's of course raising issues which are relevant but I ask him to ask himself what is the alternative? Do we ask Gibraltarians to stop procreating? Do we stop people who want to invest in Gibraltar to come to Gibraltar? Do we not understand that actually we do need the developments in order to continue growing and that we cannot just adopt a Gibraltar one child policy. We cannot just say Gibraltar is not open for business. And when you factor in all the things that Andrew has talked about, you also need to factor in the fact that we're now out of the European Union and a lot of what we had to do for people who used to come into Gibraltar to work, we may not have to do in the future, even if we have a treaty. So healthcare will be for those who are resident in Gibraltar and contribute in Gibraltar. Others of the things that we do, we will have to continue to do. And indeed, producing water and electricity is expensive. We do subsidize it. And that is what has led to government deficits, for example, in the context of the Gibraltar Electricity Authority because of the cost of fuel going up. you know There are no... Easy answers to these things. Running government is keeping all of these plates spinning all of the time.
0: Okay, Chief Minister, we've got so many questions coming in that uh, although we've got more on housing, uh, I'm going to move on to the treaty which a few people have asked about. Uh, Julie uh, sent in an email. Uh, She'd like to ask, um, if an agreement is not reached, uh, might it be an idea to explore Closer links uh, with the UK, for example, free association, uh, and if you don 't mind well let 's ask you that to answer that one and i 'll ask you a related one next Well, I think uh, I think one does not exclude the other one is to talk about constitutional development
1: in the relationship between the United Kingdom and Gibraltar, and the other one is to talk about the nature of the commercial and immigration relationship between Gibraltar, the UK and the European Union and Spain. Um, so those are not mutually exclusive, and I would like to see the relationship between Gibraltar and the United Kingdom grow closer whatever the results of our negotiation with the european union but not free association or well i'm, not, I, I'm not going to come out in favor of one option or, or the other but you know free association was set out as an option uh, to pursue in the 1996 gslp manifesto and it's something which we've considered very carefully and very close to our hearts but but i'm not here to tell you what is the option for okay. constitutional development that would come from a select committee and it would be a whole house
0: discussion okay um There's a question from Wilfred. When is the House, the Parliament, going to debate, uh, as per a petition handed to it, the issue of Gibraltar having democratic representation in Westminster?
1: Well, we've debated it on a number of occasions. We've had this discussion during question time in particular, um, and it's something that Wilfred knows my views about, and I've expressed my views about publicly, and I'm not shy of expressing.
0: Okay, in the twenty. Eleven. This is a question from Aiden. In the 2011 manifesto that you were elected in on, there was a commitment to halve the level of gross debt which the GSLP inherited from previous uh, administrations. Without using Brexit or Covid as a reason for the current debt, could the Chief Minister admit that your 2011 promise failed? No, Aidan doesn't uh,
1: understand the uh, way that debt is calculated in Gibraltar. If he's... Uh Presented the question in that way and to refer to COVID and to Brexit as excuses frankly demonstrates that he's not interested in the logic of what I would have to set out to explain to him why it is that we've had to increase our debt. We were well on our way to delivering our manifesto commitment until it was necessary to save all our lives and to be able to put food on all our tables throughout this community. We had to go out and borrow half a billion pounds with the support of the United Kingdom in a sovereign guarantee. But if something somebody phrases the question in that way, they are not interested in
0: the answer the next question comes from James he says how tense are those treaty negotiations at the moment it's not a question of them being
1: tense but they are intense um, and I think that everyone around the table is in good faith and wanting to achieve a result that is deliverable by them in other words I know what my red lines aren't. They're Gibraltar's red lines. And those who are negotiating understand the commercial and other sensitivities that they have to negotiate against and the, what they cannot go back and present as a good deal. And I won't come back and present something that isn't uh, a good deal. Um, that's understood. You know, nobody can suggest that we're trying to do this uh, quickly anymore. We're trying to do this properly and all sides need to be able to, through the intensity that we are putting into this, emerge with something that is Something they can recommend.
0: Okay, let me ask uh, you to cast your mind back, Chief Minister, to the incident on Eastern Beach involving Spanish Customs, um, who um, uh, fired some shots. Uh, I put two points to you. The first one is from Sam. He says, uh, the police uh, gave the Chief Minister a report. Uh, You've got a good memory, Chief Minister. How many minutes did it take for local law enforcement to arrive? Well, it depends what you t- talk about when you, wh- what do you mean when you talk about
1: local law enforcement? Customs were there first, the Royal Gibraltar Police uh, were there later, um, the Period of reaction was short, but obviously most of the action had happened by the time that our first law enforcement agency, Customs, and I have always regarded Customs as a law enforcement agency, absolutely. were able to turn up. We say absolutely, but it wasn't the position of the former administration that didn't I, I'm regard. I'm not them playing party politics. A, I mean, in this context, agent. I'm sure yeah. that most people
0: would agree that that's what exactly. they're interested in. Exactly. And and how long did it take them? You said a short period of time, it, how many minutes? From
1: memory, it took five minutes for them to appear at uh, at uh, Eastern Beach. They were patrolling elsewhere. They saw what was happening and they made their way down to eastern beach
0: but yet no arrests were
1: made because they were not there in a capacity to be able to make arrests for a simple reason remember there was a mob of spaniards on our beach that mob outnumbered the number of law enforcement agents who were there there were two law enforcement agents from customs and the mob numbered more than 20 i don't think that you want to put law enforcement agents in this situation in particular when they are not armed that they might uh, find themselves in harm's way So they have to manage the situation in the way that they consider appropriate at the time, and they have my full support for what they do in the heat of the action. How
0: how long did it take, uh, Chief Minister, for the Royal Gibraltar Police's Armed uh, Response response Unit?
1: unit. I believe it took them approximately another five minutes to get there once they were called by their customs colleagues.
0: So ten minutes in total? Yeah. And are you okay with that response time? We don't get many um, uh, armed, thankfully, we don't get many um, gunshot incidents. Uh, Is ten minutes uh, a decent response time at that time of the night well um, i believe that in the context of what was happening here and the
1: urgency that there was this was the right result that we should expect from our law enforcement agencies and they have my full support and backing now if there was a lone wolf shooting in the middle of main street as a terrorist incident you might see different response times but if i told you why you'd see shorter response times i would be giving away to the lone wolf why um, he might not want to do what he's uh, might be uh, Okay. Uh, foolishly thinking we'll, of doing We'll
0: it. move on from this incident after one more question. We reported, GBC reported at least eight shots, and that's because of a video released by, apparently, mm-hmm. the smugglers themselves. Um, but uh, since then, witness reports suggest to GBC that there may have been closer to around 20 shots. Can you confirm or deny this? I cannot. You cannot confirm or deny this? I cannot because or, I don't have the information. You say that uh, you have that information.
1: I'm waiting for a detailed report with ballistics, which will be... The sort of thing that would enable me to be able to comment, not what you are putting to me, which I, I have no way of verifying. W- I talked about. Reports. You talked about uh, the smugglers releasing their video, I and mean, that's hardly what happened. I mean, the video was viral on WhatsApp, uh, and you
0: don't think that that was uh, perhaps intentionally done with some purpose from the from from uh, by the smugglers to show uh, that sure power
1: over the. Well, I'm sure it was. But it wasn't released uh, as a press release. It was circulated on WhatsApp. I think, you're, so, you're talking I think to me about we, a got more questions, shots, I but I semantic not know who it is. Chief Minister. I Well, I mean, we're here for something called direct democracy, which is about the words that I use to reply to your questions. so you would expect it to be semantic. You've put to me that there are potentially up to 20 shots. I have never heard... Anyone suggests there were 20 shots. It's very serious if there were 20 shots. It's very serious if there was one shot. I described an incident off Western Beach at the United Nations as the most serious incident since 1967. Because it involved one or two shots being fired by the same Spanish agency. You can imagine what I feel about the issue on Eastern Beach. But because it's so serious, I'm not going to react to something I'm told. I'm going to look at the report when I get it, which involves the ballistics, if so far as it is available, and is something that is verifiable.
0: Okay, uh, on the topic of police, uh, there's been a big story this week, and you referred yesterday to uh, a relevant tribunal, former officers potentially giving evidence uh, at the McGrail inquiry, according to the GSD, but you responded saying a relevant tribunal. Does that mean that there could be another tribunal, uh, an employment tribunal, or maybe a criminal one? Yes. But you can't elaborate?
1: Well, I can't elaborate because, look, Together Gibraltar has today said that this is me interfering in the McGrail inquiry. Utter nonsense. This is the government complying with the law on whistleblowers. Um, I have some knowledge of what has been said. I don't have full knowledge because it's not relevant to me. But certain lawyers have written to me, showing me um, and to the governor copies of what has been filed. That discloses, insofar as I have seen, some potential criminal offences committed. It discloses potential issues which relates to employment issues. It relates... Uh, 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 in some instances, to the McGrail inquiry, but I am not the judge of that. And, uh, you know, those issues have to be dealt with by the relevant tribunals. You've mentioned some of them.
0: OK, uh, we've got two minutes, Chief Minister, uh, and I'll ask you to put on your headphones uh, for this uh, last or, or, or perhaps penultimate question, and it comes from Matthew. When is the Care Quality Commission coming online and is it truly independent and an arm's length of government? Mr Picardo.
1: So it's a question that I've been dealing with the uh, Minister for Equality for uh, some time. Her work on that is very advanced, and I know that there is a line in this year's estimates to be able to start this process. We have to get beyond our idea that anything that we do in Gibraltar is not independent. We have a lot of people who act independently, not least journalists at GBC as an example, ombudsmen, etc. We are a small community, but we are all very independent of each other with the, uh, the pride that we take in the professional work that each of us
0: does. Okay, Chief Minister, Nathan says uh, dog fouling is out of hand and not well monitored. Out of control, I imagine, is what he means, and I agree. Okay, and uh, there's a question here from Robbie, who thinks that uh, blue ID cards are taking too long. Is it possible to speed up that process? So ID cards have been taking too long because we we originally
1: had one machine. We brought in a second one in case it broke. Um, then we had we decided that we needed a third machine, and then we had the bad luck that all three machines broke at the same time. Now they're all uh, being or all color ID cards are being uh, delivered more quickly. Um, if you're waiting for very long, we're sorry, of course, but we are trying to ensure that we provide the best service possible and I know that many people are very pleased with the service that they're getting from the CSIRO because the people there work very hard and they do a great job.
0: Okay, Chief Minister Fabian Picardo, um, we'll leave you but not before uh, asking one more light-hearted question which a few of our listeners and viewers wanted us uh, to ask and that's on uh, the basis of your appearance. Um, (laughs) Put as one WhatsApp user put it, um, are we getting less Picardo for our money? Well, um, you know, you say this is a, this is a funny way to,
1: to end. We should have started with this because our health is our most important asset. I've lost 33 kilos to date. I want to lose about another uh, three more to get to my target weight. I am finally, this week, after many years since I was probably age 24, not in the range that would be considered overweight. And for the first time, I've got a reading that my blood pressure is where it should be. Look after yourself. Diet. I now eat once a day and I run twice a day. Before, I used to eat three times a day and run none of the day, you know, it's important.
0: Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kellyanne Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from one to two, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.